0: What I want to address today is the question of resisting or not obeying a order from a police officer. We've talked about this numerous times. We've gone over it. People have three choices when they're in a situation with a police officer. They can obey the order of the police officer. They can, effect, go limp and not resist, or they can make the mistake of not obeying. If there are issues, if there are challenges as to the circumstances, it can be discussed elsewhere. It can be discussed at a later time. When we have a situation with a police officer and the officer gives an order or a command there cannot be resistance we just have to be clear about that. Now oftentimes questions about the mental health or condition of the individual comes up. There are oftentimes instances where our officers are trained and we have a mental health unit. So there are instances where, in effect, people can be talked down. They can be calmed down. But there's also instances where there's dangers to the general public or to the officers themselves. Now, I don't know how many times we're going to have to go through this, but I really believe we've got to do something as a community in terms of dealing with challenges of behavior in public and what happens when someone is ordered or commanded by a police officer. Perhaps as we deal with everything from breast cancer to drunk driving, Maybe what we need is a public campaign, an educational campaign. But we are at a point where too often, whether it is encountering someone who may be uh, mentally ill or in some way impaired, we are not getting the safety and the cooperation that is essential for an outcome That does not end tragically. I don't know any of the facts uh, pertaining to what, what happened last night. But it is very clear from what's been happening over the years that there's a change in our society, a change in our culture. And we have to get to a point where it's understood unequivocally that when a police officer gives an order and gives a command that the only options are to fully cooperate or uh, to go limp. But resistance is not an option. We have the 4th of July weekend coming up. It's going to be a time of celebration, a time for family and friends. And, as is the case with a lot of holidays, sometimes people have too good a time. I'm very concerned, uh, as we go further into the summer and the 4th of July weekend, that if we get situations where police are called and it's a situation where they have to protect property and lives, and they give an order that they are not followed and obeyed. So as part of having a, a safe Fourth of July, I hope this, this message reaches the community, and long term, we've got to do something about it. Long term, we have to have public education, as we do in all of these other areas, about what is acceptable when a police officer comes to a situation, has to sort things out, and gives orders or commands. Any questions? What type of educational campaign would you like to do? Well I like like you, I've seen I've seen everything that we've done as a, as a nation in regards to educational campaigns on tobacco use, on abuse of alcohol on various aspects of health including uh, cancer. Maybe that's what we need uh, not just in this community uh, but throughout our country is a campaign to focus on what you do and what are the expectations in a situation with a police officer. And it's not just the danger to the individual where the officer is focused, but it's everybody else in their presence. Is this something that might be uh, best done on a statewide level legislatively? I don't think legislation is the answer. The legislation is very clear. There's there's everything from ordinances about obeying orders of police officers to statutes involving resisting arrest. This is one instance where I think that the law is sufficient where I think uh, we, we, we've got a, a misunderstanding or, or, or something is wrong, it has to do with education and knowing uh, what the options are. I mean, people who, who may think that they can negotiate with an officer in the middle of, of a crisis, that's just totally unreasonable. It, as, as they say in, 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 in some of the TV shows, Let's go down to the station, and we will sort this out. But you don't do it uh, at the incident site. Because of the you know, mental health concerns and, and people being intoxicated, I mean, can – isn't that inhibit in a way like, you know, an education campaign because people are not in their – Well, that, let's, 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 let's just take, take the question – in that situation here in Wisconsin. There are rankings and there are rankings and and in so many positive ways uh, Madison and our state is considered to be one of the best cities and states in in, in the country. But you saw uh, just this last month the report on communities where there's binge drinking and uh, what are there 10 Wisconsin cities in the top 20 six Wisconsin cities in the top 10 Madison is number 4 that is a cultural shift that we have to make you know you go into European nations and and young people are are sitting with their parents drinking wine at the age of 16 and 17 and it doesn't lead to binge drinking as young adults. It doesn't le- lead to a lifetime of binge drinking. This is a serious problem. As recently as this week, I've discussed it with our public health director. And it's one of the challenges that I think is, is critical for our community and our the, our state uh, it, to, to address. It's not something to be proud of. Um, it's, it's, it's one thing to have a good time, it's another thing uh, to be so intoxicated that one is a danger on the road, that one is in danger of, of being taken to the hospital and having their stomach pumped, uh, suffering from alcohol poisoning, and all the other problems that we see. Is MPD, or the individual officer's in your view, sufficiently trained on de-escalation techniques? I believe that our officers are trained on de-escalation. They uh, they know uh, just this last couple of weeks I've had discussions about specific incidents where, for example, officers have completely backed off of what might have been a volatile situation and then waited uh, to make the arrest at another time. But it, it depends upon the circumstances, and it depends upon the nature of the threat. So you, so you mentioned what's appropriate for, for people when dealing civilians when dealing with police. What about what's appropriate for the police when in that situation with a, a volatile person? Well, they they've, they've they've got to make uh, an assessment of the situation, particularly, uh, de- and, and, and it depends on the circumstances. I don't know that I want to get into that now. It depends on. The availability of weapons; it depends upon the, the their access to uh, other people who need protection. So I that's too many variables there. Yeah. Just curious, you know, the, the timeline for how long you've been thinking about this educational campaign? Was this the straw that broke a camel's back? Well, what happened last night? I've or? been for several years now. I've been talking repeatedly about what one does when an officer gives instructions, when an officer gives an order. And last night when I was informed of the latest officer-involved shooting, you know, I, I, I lay there in bed and I said, we've got a problem here. We've got a problem that seems to affect a, a lot of people. And I just started thinking about what do we do as a society when we've got similar problems and start thinking You know, we've got campaigns about cancer awareness, we have campaigns about alcohol abuse and, and so on and I'm trying to figure out what's the difference going back 10 and 20 and 30 years ago where we didn't have uh, the problem at this magnitude certainly in our community. And I believe that that part of it is that uh, people simply don't know what is expected of them and what's required of them when an officer gives instruction. And that's that's a big part of it. Um, You have situations where, say, somebody has been handcuffed and is being taken away, and then other people attempt to free the individual that hap- happens on occasion I mean that's just something totally out of the question it's not negotiable and and we, we've got to understand that and 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 as it turns out let's take it back to the station let's sort it out um, there there there's a, a time and a place to have that discussion and and in effect for intervention there is the whole judicial system. Uh, that's that's why we have uh, courts and trials. It seems though that the assertion that's being made by earlier this week is that there's a lack of trust with the police department. Consequently, you know, it's a chicken or egg thing. Well, I don't trust you, so I'm not going to acquiesce. You, but... Separately, separately. From, from this appeal, you know, there are things going on in terms of building that trust. But it is a two-way street, and there's got to be an understanding of this very basic principle. And that's our responsibility as residents of the community. There is a reason that there are no police officers here for this discussion today. I deliberately told uh, the chief, the department today, I don't want you at the press conference. This is not a message from the police department. This is a message in terms of those of us who are not in law enforcement, for civilians, for residents of the community, to understand what our obligation is. Mr. Mayor, do you have any hypotheses on what is behind this? Culture change locally here in? I, 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 it's a good question, and I think it's one that needs examination. What has evolved over the last 20, 30 years um, that, that, that we should see this, this kind of shift? Now, I can remember um, that the most serious problems that we used to have in terms of resisting were, were usually drunk college students on State Street. Um, and and that if an officer came in to say break up a fight, uh, the crowd would back off, and 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 the uh, the, the participants would have a, a moment of sobriety, uh, and 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 be taken away. That's changed. That's changed. It's, it's, that's my perception. It has changed over the years, and that's something that needs to be tackled. And be Professionals in mental health, professionals in behavior, uh, who, who probably can address that much better than I can. But it just seems to me there has been this change, and it's, it's, it's something that we as a community have to address as much as we address the issue of trust in the police department. So, in addition to this incident last night and the earlier incident at, at the mall, um, are you getting actual feedback from, uh, from the chief that resisting is becoming more widespread? Well, the data tells us. Um, the data tells us that on a statistical basis, it's really very very tiny. It's just a fraction. Of, of, of those who are apprehended, it's, 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 you know, it's, a, it's a fraction of a percent uh, where, where this occurs. But I guess maybe you know, in all the thousands and thousands of arrests that are made, maybe if it goes from five to ten, that's a real big jump, even though it's such small numbers uh, quantitatively. The other other part that that I wonder about, um, and we'd have to go back and and review prior cases and not just those involving officer-involved shootings, um, is the whole mental health substance abuse part of this. Let me point out, as I've said so many times in the past, it's our estimate that at least one-third of the fire department and one-third of the police department budgets are related to incidents involving substance abuse and mental health. When the fire department goes out on an emergency call, more often than not, it's not going to be the auto accident free of alcohol or the the coronary. It's going to be an auto accident involving substance abuse. It's going to involve someone. who's overly intoxicated and and dangerously uh, drunk. When when the police in virtually every domestic abuse, not virtually every, but in a significant number of our domestic abuse cases, go out, undoubtedly uh, there's usually a link to mental health, to substance abuse, or both. So where do we go from I'm action. trying you to start. To... I'm trying to start a conversation. My immediate concern is this weekend, with a holiday. Long term, I'd like to see a conversation that is at least statewide. In regards to what are we going to do uh, about these challenges? How is this hold on you? I mean, it sounds like, as you said, you learned about this last night did you get a sleepless night I take it it's it's not easy I'll tell you that much I mean if if if, if it's a, if it's a difficult nego- negotiation with a developer if it's an angry neighborhood uh, over a land use parcel if it's uh, complaints about traffic or the taxes on the installation of new sidewalks and curbs and gutters uh, one can go from day to day and week to week. Um, these kinds of incidents are are, are very challenging uh, and, and very difficult. There's, there's no question about it. What was your initial sort of feeling when you when you heard this news and when this news was laid on you last night? Tell me how that was for you. Well, first of all. When certain people call, uh, and I can see whose number it is, and it's after 8 or 9 o'clock at night, um, I know it's not good news. And so the the only question is, as I take the call is to find out how bad the news is. And um, last night's call wasn't good. Is it from Lieutenant lady? No, I got it from one of the deputy mayors. Usually it's either from a, a police officer, the chief, or a deputy mayor. So. Do you think that um, when uh, incidents end like this, that it's a, a, it makes homeowners who are being victimized think twice about calling the police? No. I, I don't know enough of the facts. I do know some of the facts involving last night. And I think that uh, every homeowner, every resident who encountered what happened last night would have called the police. I don't think there's any question about that. Do you plan to reach out to the homeowner? I, I've i got to learn more from... from uh, the Department, I mean, we're we're barely into this. when When these kinds of incidents occur, uh, or uh, incidents where uh, someone's been attacked, what I generally do is I go through uh, whoever is having the contact with the victim. And I simply ask them to convey uh, my feelings on the matter and to make it evident that I'm available and would, would like to talk with them. And, um, and then we do whatever they request. More often than not, they say no. And that is uh, part of victimization. Where where people want to talk to as few people as possible about it. Another incident where a homeowner <laughs> took a shot at a Well, we we just had that as well, yeah. But um, and, and and let me just say it's 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 not just cases like this. I mean, a couple of years ago, uh, we had a young woman who was part of a divorce. And uh, her husband killed her uh, as an act of extreme act of domestic violence. And you know, we spent a good deal of time talking with professionals and asking questions. What was there? Signs that this is a case, a situation that could end up like that. What can we do it? in the the future, and I think the one thing to take comfort on is the fact that there are tens and dozens and perhaps hundreds of cases that we never hear of because they didn't happen. Um, Cases that could have ended badly, whether, again, it was a domestic abuse or it was some kind of major violation of the law. And, and, and the individuals talk down. Some of them are very visible, such as the disturbing gentleman we had on the east side, I think it was two years ago. Um, and there's a lot of cases that just simply disappear in the sense that there's no public awareness of them. But then there are mental health professionals, there's therapists, there's the officers who intervene initially, And things get worked out to to everyone's satisfaction and benefit. And, you know, in that regard, if you look at some of the data, Madison and Dane County do a pretty good job. But we shouldn't be satisfied until we're perfect. Okay. Have a safe Fourth of July. Thanks.